Hey friend, recently I read that studies show 64% of Americans say they do not have time to take care of themselves. Um, excuse me, did you ask busy Christian midlife women entrepreneurs? Because I'm guessing pretty close to 100% of us would say finding time to take care of ourselves is an ongoing challenge. Would you say that's true of you too? Now, it's easy to point the finger at everything around us as our excuse as to why we don't have time for ourselves. If I had an empty nest, if I had a more supportive spouse, if I had a team for my business, if I had more in my bank account, but did you hear what all of those have in common? I, yes, that means it's really a me problem which also means it's easy to fix. Now, before you assume this is just another self-help podcast that makes it all about you, let me assure you that even though the problem is all about you, the solution is not about you at all. It's actually about him. Curious as to how to put those personal priorities on the front burner, like wellness, passions, and dwelling, and finally create work-life balance that's not selfish as a midlife Christian woman entrepreneur? Good. You're going to love this episode. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list? It's a disordered heart. And a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business. From launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years, and I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Can you believe we're just one day away from December? And that means we're just four days away from the CEO's Don't Wait Till January 1st workshop series happening December 4th to 8th. And I know what you're thinking. Lissa, I'm busy already. And life and business is about to get busier with the holidays. It's a busy season in my business as I finish up the year. And besides, it's a busy season in life as I try to juggle all the balls of who and what is requesting my time in this season. I don't have time for a workshop, let alone a four-day series. And you know what? You're probably right. But I'm here to tell you, 
you don't have time not to be part of it. Ideally, attending live where you'll be less distracted, more focused, and have an opportunity to ask your individual questions. But at the very least, committing to listen to the replays where you'll glean biblical truth and time management tools curated just for you and the specific challenges that you face juggling all the things in midlife and business. And besides, let me ask you, how's your current plan or lack thereof working for you? As we look back at the year, do you feel like you used your time wisely? Or were you easily distracted by shiny objects, aka expert gurus? Did you hit or make significant progress on all your quarterly and annual goals? Or did you start off strong and then lose steam and focus somewhere along the way? Did you simplify and systemize how you do what you do? Or did you just add tasks to a never-ending and sometimes hard-to-find to-do list? Did you show up like a CEO who makes decisions and takes action with God to not only build your business, but also his kingdom? Or did you let the tyranny of the urgent and the expectations of others direct where you went, yielding little to no lasting fruit? If so, I want you to know you're not alone and I've been where you are, which is why I know God has perfectly placed me in this time, in this place, to make a difference in the lives and businesses of godly women entrepreneurs. So I invite you to join us to see the difference that having a faith-centered system and support can make for you. Or maybe you did have a great year. You were efficient, effective, and not easily distracted. You hit all your goals even before you had planned, and you saw exponential results. You worked less and accomplished more and ditched your to-do list. You stepped into your God-given role as the owner and operator of your business, with him as the chairman of the board, and you're amazed at the miraculous things he did in and through your business. If so, you are the kind of person I want to surround myself with, which is why I know God has divinely allowed our paths to cross to make a difference in the lives of other faith-centered women entrepreneurs. So I invite you to join us to share that it's possible with God and help others grow in their faith. No matter where you find yourself at this very moment in time and place, here's what I know for sure. You and your business won't look the same when you lean into what God has to say about how to redeem your time and go from busyness to fruitfulness. So just plan on joining us for this workshop series. And how do you make sure you have access to the lives, the after-party conversations, and the individualized coaching and feedback? I know you're busy, so I'm making it simple and putting it all in one place, inside the Redeem Her Time community. You can head to redeemhertime.com forward slash community and just RSVP under events and mark your calendar to join live or listen to the replays. That's it. Then all you have to do is show up, which I know you do all day long for a lot of people around you. But let me ask you, do you show up for you? Because maybe that's the problem. For many, if not all Christian women entrepreneurs, if you're not working on your business, you're probably working on doing something for someone else. So no wonder you forget about you. The ministry that needs to be led, the family member that needs to be heard, the bill that needs to be paid, the friend that needs to be loved, oh, and the laundry that needs to be done, the bathroom that needs to be cleaned, and the pile that needs to be sorted. Need I say more? No wonder you feel guilty for taking time for yourself. Or, if you're honest, sometimes resentful. Because there's just never any time left over for you. And in the meantime, you're overextended, overloaded, and overwhelmed. And most likely, you've lost touch with who you are beyond all you're doing. What was it that once made you feel passionate, joyful, or fulfilled? 
We had a running family joke for a while, or at least it was funny to everyone else, where my kids would ask me, Mom, what's your favorite movie? Honestly, it had been so long since anyone had asked what I liked or let me choose, and I kidded back that I didn't even know how to use the smart TV remote, because it was never in my hands. So I just gave my default answer of The Princess Bride. Remember that movie from the 90s? Sure, it was cute, and it always made me feel good when I watched it. But was it really my favorite? Or had it just been so long since I'd done something that felt good to me? Interestingly, they would always push back and say, No, really, Mom? What really is your favorite movie? As if they truly wanted me to be passionate about something like they were. But I'd hastily brush it off by turning the question around to what they liked. Do you even know what you enjoy anymore? God gave us so many things in this world to enjoy. Because they reflect Him as our Creator and how He made us to enjoy Him. And enjoying Him is part of our purpose. Think back to the last time you enjoyed something. I mean, really enjoyed something. Hopefully, you don't have to go too far back. But even if you do, how did you feel in that moment? I'm guessing you felt balanced, whole, connected, complete. That's a far cry from how most of us feel when it's all work for others and no time for you. He came that we might have life, and life abundantly, both in this life and the life to come. In Psalm 1611, it says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So, what's the point, Lissa? The point is, it's not only okay to enjoy life, it's a way that we give glory to God. So today, as we look at the priorities of wellness, feeling good in your body, passions, feeling good in your soul, and dwelling, feeling good in your home, I want you to understand that these three are not secondary to the other five priorities we've covered up till now on this Work-Life Balance series. Your faith walk, your service and stewardship, your family and friends. These three are just as important and an integral part of being balanced in life. So you ready to take a look at how busyness affects each one and the ripple effect that has in your life and business? Good. And I've been carefully curating a reading list with a heart-centered book for each of the eight areas. So I will share those today for these areas. Let's start with wellness. What is wellness? Well, it's simply your physical, mental, and emotional health. It's how you're caring for your body, mind, and emotions that God gave you. It's honoring yourself as the temple where his spirit dwells. And it includes eating good food, getting good sleep, incorporating good movement, and thinking good thoughts. If you think of your body as the vehicle that your spirit gets around in, you understand the value of regular and preventative maintenance to keep it running. As I often say, if you are not giving time and attention to your wellness, one day it will demand your attention, just like a car that's not been maintenanced finds itself on the side of the road. And guess what? It will always cost you more time, more money, more energy, more emotions to get it back running again. No one listening would argue that your wellness is not important, but are you truly making it a priority? As it says in Breaking Free from Busyness, it's easy to make excuses for our health because of a supposed lack of time. You tell yourself you'll go for a walk or a run when you're done working, but you don't close the computer at the time you said, and now it's already dark. So you spend the evening on the couch again. You tell yourself today's the day you're gonna eat clean only to run through the drive-thru on your way to the meeting and pick up something far less than nutritious, again. You tell yourself you'll go to bed by 10 so you can get a full eight hours of sleep, 
but you get caught up in the social scroll on, or the binge on Netflix and finally crawl in bed well after midnight. Again, let me ask you, was any of it really due to a lack of time or was it really a lack of priority? Hmm. Even though you may think you don't have time to prioritize your wellness, I'm here to tell you, you do. That is when you rightly order your heart around what God says about your mind and body. The book Made to Crave by Lisa Turkhurst is a markedly different way to look at your healthy habits. The world says it's about the number on a scale, the numbers on a label, or the numbers on your app. But God says it's about craving the right things, moving in the right direction, and thinking the right thoughts. And it's all directed towards him. So paying attention to what your body needs to feel good isn't selfish, when especially when it's done with faith at the center, with his glory as the real goal. Because neglecting it will only render you depleted of energy and distracted by disease, making you less effective in doing what you're called to build his kingdom. So when you feel that craving, instead of heading to the freezer for some ice cream to satisfy you, what if you head to his word for some truth to truly nourish you? Okay, what about passions? Undoubtedly, you've heard me mention the word in the list of eight areas countless times in the podcast, but likely have little to no idea what that means. So let's define passions. Your passions are what fuels your soul, the core of who God made you to be. Not to split hairs or anything, but for today's purpose, your spirit is the spiritual side of you, and that relates to your faith walk. And your soul, that's the depth of person side of you. It's the things that wake you up, that light you up, that keep you up. It can be what you feel compelled to speak up about or do something about because it burns in your heart, like a ministry or a mission, to come alongside those who are unheard or hurting. What is it that you cannot ignore? Or what subject do you talk passionately about? It could be feeding the hungry, comforting the needy, protecting the vulnerable. Or it can just be something you enjoy that brings you joy, like a hobby, interest, skill, or experience. Maybe it's knitting or reading, or maybe it's learning or studying, or maybe it's taking a class or a course, or maybe getting hands-on or going to that location. This could include taking a trip, taking a walk, taking a painting class, taking an online course. The options for passions are endless, but so are the excuses. Because who's got time for something as unproductive as having fun or doing what you love? Except... What happens when you don't take time to enjoy life? Think back to a time when you did take the time, like perhaps in childhood. How did it feel to get out in the fresh air and swing for hours after a long day at school? Or how did it feel to get out your art supplies and get lost in creating after a week full of responsibilities? I'm guessing it felt life-giving, because it is. That's how God created it. And everything else was still there waiting when you were done. But I'm also guessing you were more present and energized when you went back to the homework or the housework. And that, my friend, leads to more productivity. So what if God gave us passions to get us to play and to experience life in the way you were created with him? In the book Playdates with God by Laura Boggess, she gives us a new perspective on passions. What if they're actually an invitation from God to play open, to open our eyes and call us back to an intimate relationship with him? God is wooing us away from the busyness of life back to himself, because when we step out of our ordinary grown-up lives and set aside time for wonder and experiencing and partnering with his work in the world around us, our hearts are once again turned to our first love, the one who loved us first. Now, 
If that isn't permission to start fanning the flame of your passions, I don't know what is. And imagine the kind of person you'll show up as when you are refreshed and rekindled. All right, the last area today is dwelling. Now, I included this area in my wheel, knowing that no matter how balanced all those life wheels look with the other seven categories, the reality is that we as women spend a lot of time in and around our homes. But really, Lissa, I thought you said this episode was about personal priorities. Dwelling sounds like a never-ending list of chores and housework. To which I reply, yes, but no. Yes, there's probably always a dish to be washed, a load to be switched, a dust bunny to sweep, a pile to be sorted, even if you have grown-up family. And yet, there's a pride when we as women take in caring for our homes, especially when we view our dwelling as not just the four walls within which we live, but as a space where God has placed us to gather people together and allow the gospel to grow. So, who all does your dwelling serve? It could be just you, or you and your hubby, or maybe a kid or two, or maybe some aging parents who've moved in. So having systems to handle the household chores definitely makes it more comfortable for everyone in your house. And so does you taking the time and intention to create cozy and inviting spaces, like the family room where you hang out, or the table space where you eat, even the quiet time space where you meet with the Lord. But how often do you think about your dwelling as a way to reach out to those who live next door, or across the street, around the corner? Even if they never set foot in your house, I hope they do, do they get blessed when they interact with you in the driveway, at the mailbox, or even on the sidewalk? Your kindness may be what draws them to the Lord. Have you even considered that by putting you in the exact location in which you live, God is allowing your path to cross with those who live around you? So let me ask, is your home a welcoming place to connect? We have extra rooms now that our three kids are all moved out. So part of my With God Life vision each morning is that we use those to house friends and family in need, those who are traveling through the area, and missionary friends back home. That's why I've set up welcoming spaces, and I'm a keeper of my home, so that any time the doorbell rings, actually, the dogs bark first (laughs) to alert alert me to guests before they even get to the door. Then I'm ready to welcome them in, because my home is picked up and generally clean. I will say I could wash the floors twice a day, which I don't, so... You may find some paw prints or dog hair, but I'm good with that. And even if there are unwashed dishes or unfolded laundry, I don't make excuses or apologies because chances are others don't even notice what we think they do, right? I just focus on loving and serving whomever is in my dwelling. And you're never going to believe this. As I was working on this episode, I got an opportunity to practice hospitality on the fly because the family that usually hosts our small group had a sick child, so I volunteered to host. That's why I have a consistent routine to keep my home ready so I can say yes to an opportunity to make it a place to gather and grow in the gospel. A really good book for this area of attention is called The Holy Hugu. I had to look at how to pronounce it because it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E, but it's pronounced Hugu. It's by Jamie Erickson, and she brings the concept of this funny Danish word with no English equivalent into a way to make the mundane and necessary meaning and beautiful. When you sit in a comfy chair by the fire, that's Hugu. When you arrange a fresh bouquet of flowers in a bedside table before a guest arrives, that's Hugu. The author explains that Hugu appeals to our desire for slow living and shared moments and is always warm and inviting, the opposite of hustle. Hugu 
embraces beauty and contentment and simplicity and is a way of making home home. And isn't that what it's about that makes us feel good in our home? Not a list of chores to do? Ugh, I can't tell you. Reading this gets me excited about this calling that God has put on us as women. Not that it all depends on us, but there's something innate that God put in us to care for our homes and those who fill it. So it can be a personal priority that not only benefits others, but benefits us as we reflect his heart. In fact, I'm actually inspired to go dust the living room so I'm not distracted by the dog hair on the coffee table when guests come or go finish that closet clean out so I can bless the needy with bags of donations. What is God calling you to make your dwelling place a great place to grow the gospel? And how can that bring you true joy? <sighs> we covered three in this episode. So if you're still here, and I hope you are, thanks for sticking with me. At this point, you may be thinking, this all sounds good, Lissa, but when the other five areas consume most, if not all of my time already, how do I make time for making my wellness, passions, and dwelling a priority? You want to know the answer? Listen closely so you don't miss it in its simplicity, because I'm not going to give you a five-step process or three hacks or even two tips, just one thing. And here it is. Think about your wellness, passions, and dwellings as gifts from him to enjoy. It's always easier to make time for for things we enjoy, right? And my guess is you'll find the more you change your beliefs in these three areas and see them as a reflection of him in your life, the more you'll feel good in your body, your soul, and your home, and the more you'll make time for it. Try it and see. So instead of saying there's no time for me, the key is to believe what God says about these three areas matter that they matter just as much as the rest and are integral to your with God life. I can't wait to hear the difference that this mindset and heart posture has on what you prioritize and how balanced you feel. So would you come share your experience inside our community? Speaking of which, here is today's community question. Which of the three areas, wellness, passions, or dwelling, do you feel most inspired to make time for in this season? If you're not already a member, go to redeemhertime.com forward slash community and make today the day that you make time for you. Plus, when you join the community, you'll get that curated list of faith-centered books for all eight areas of attention, plus an invitation to come join the book club bonus for the Redeemed Midlife CEOs. That's where we're going to be reading and discussing them together, because we all know how far we get on our own and how many unread or half-read books sit on our shelves, right? So that's why I'm inviting you to do this together. And as as if that's not enough, when you join the community ASAP, you can RSVP for live access to the CEO's Don't Wait Till January 1st workshop series, coming next week, December 4th to 8th. I can't wait to welcome you. And yes, you can share this with a business bestie. In fact, I reward those who do, and I promise they'll thank you for it. Because together, We're creating true work-life balance that's sustainable by living a with-God life. Speaking of which, since this is not really about us, but all about him, let's pray. Dear Lord, we acknowledge that you are the creator of all good things, including your daughters listening to this podcast. Thank you for ordaining the extraordinary and even the ordinary as a way that we can enjoy you and reflect who you've made us. Give us a new heart to see the areas of wellness and passions and dwelling as gifts from you that bring joy to us so that we can enjoy this life you've given us. And will you make known to us the path of life and fill us with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand, both in this life and the life to come? 
We want to feel good in our body, in our soul, and in our homes with your help. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.